It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Black Monday to sunny Tuesday, although it's raining, uh, it's the whole NFL uh, All City Podcast. The Meat Locker, Baldy. I'm Cuz Brian Boulder, Anthony Gargano. Uh, listen, playoffs. We we got to go over this. Yesterday's crazy. Let's talk about this. Um, Saturday, the schedule's out. All right, so let me just great schedule. Go, go, just, let me run by and yeah. run the schedule by and like geek out over a yeah. little bit. All mm-hmm. right, so we start Saturday. First of all, Super Wild Card Weekend is the freaking best. Well, last year, if you remember, like big Super, we had great games every game. Yeah, like every game yeah. was like a photo finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and so let's all we want is to be literally glued to the tube, or if you're going to the game, like. Get your game face on. Like this is going to be, and it's you know the sudden death thing. It, it it changes the way you coach these games. You play these games. Now that we know what the the, the matchups are, some of them are repeat matchups. Um, so it 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 has all the elements of the greatest reality show that there is. It's the best. It really is. All right, Saturday, four thirty gets it started, and I, I'm actually thrilled. This is the uh, the slot. They put they think this is the worst game, and I think it's a great game. Yeah. I, I first I of all, too. I'm in love with the Browns. All right. Mm-hmm. The story of the Browns. I love the Browns. Right. Flacco. Uh, I going back at it. Cleveland being such a great football town. Mm-hmm. Going to Houston and our uh, C.J. Stroud, who I mean, you watched him Saturday night. How about the poise on that kid bringing him back to beat the Colts in Indy? It was it was thrilling. It was really thrilling. I mean, that kid has the the. I don't even know if poise is a strong enough word to describe like his just mental makeup and how he sees the game, how he attacks, like the the, the relationship that he has with Nico Collins. Um, getting the ball. He's a stud, by the way. He is oh, a stud. Oh, but, you know, like. And, and then no Noah Brown. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no Tank Dell. And no Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Um, but there's just something about that coach and D'Amico Ryan's just the, the, almost like the, 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 the youthful jubilation that he has, that he coaches the game with. Like how he sort of has control of this team and how they play. And how hard they play. Like, it's just a, a credit to 
you know, to what he's all about and how they've turned like a bad organization around with a coach and a quarterback. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it it's really an amazing is. story. I know. It's a great story. And they win story. the division. They win the division on the road. <clears throat> you know, all or nothing. And they, they took it from Indianapolis. You, you, you know, you just saw, I mean, they look, I mean, you see that last throw, you know, on fourth down from Gardner Minshew out there to Tyler Goodson. And you just go, like, your heart sinks for the Colts. Like, they were right in it, right to the end. And, you know, you just can't make uh, the throw. It's, be it's a good play. It's a good play. Good design. It's a first down. Got to throw a better pass. You got to catch it. You know, you got to execute. And, I mean, that, that's sort of the uh, just the intensity on every single play that I think we're going to feel. All right. Can I ask you a question? Because this is this is a off that game Saturday night. It's just, it was so interesting because it was like the madnization of coaching mm-hmm. football, right? Like, I get. Jonathan Taylor was just back, and he was back in a big way Saturday mm-hmm. night. But he was bleeding the clock, Shane Steichen, the way I used to bleed the clock in Madden, mm-hmm. right? Like not wanting to give the ball back. And I get it. Believe me, I understand you're not. You don't want to give, you know, CJ a shot to come back down the field and beat you. But, dude, like you risked up like – by the why the by the way they they uh, called that last drive, he put it all on one play. Yeah, it came down to that. Came down to that. They chewed a lot of clock, so you know they were going to get the ball back. Like they weren't attacking the end zone at all. Not at all. They were just all they were trying to do was finish in the end zone when the clock struck zero. And I just think it, you know it's it's a great debate. Listen, I, I don't know what's right, what's wrong. I understand the philosophy because we would employ it playing video games, but this is real life. And when people go, "Oh, they, you scored too soon," uh, I got to score. You got to score. It's hard to score yeah. and to put it all on one drive. And even though it was a great play call and it should have been executed. But you're dealing with human beings, mm-hmm. and so it throws a little off. Mm-hmm. He all, he's got a turn, so he doesn't catch it, and you risk everything off of one play. And I just think it's a mistake. Well, that you can argue. Why wasn't Jonathan Taylor on the field? Why isn't it in his hands? He dominated the game. They couldn't stop him. They had been a good run defense until they saw Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you got Quentin Nelson out there, who's the highest paid guard in football. Like sometimes you just overthink it. You know, like Tyler Goodson is a nice story. Um, came out of nowhere, got a chance to play. But maybe you should just put the ball in your best player's hands. What, what, what do you do as far as, you know, you know, taking shots at the end zone and, and trying to score and not, and not being so ultra-conservative? Well, I mean, you know, the, the running game had been working. So you kind of stay with that. Shane Steichen, to me, like this, it's just body language. He just looks so tight. Yeah, just so tight. And like I get it. Like it's a playoff spot. You know, it's it, they're at home. There's a lot of pressure there to win, to win the division, to take charge. And I just thought he he just looked tight. I thought he coached tight. Yeah, I did too. And I just thought that's the way the whole thing ended. Conversely, I mean, Houston played. They played. Like you know, listen, that's drive. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, it was it was, a, it was a fun game. Yeah, this this Texas team's a great is a great story. They're going to see they're going to see a defense though in Cleveland. Yeah, that it's a real defense. I mean, yeah. they they man you up. Um, uh, they pressure the quarterback. They've got maybe the best 
defensive player in the league in Miles Garrett. Now, look, Laramie Tunsil is healthy. That's uh, that's a game within a game, yeah, like Laramie and 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 uh, Miles. But and, and I've seen Laramie Tunsil shut him out. Uh, but you have to account for that guy every play. Like there's really nobody else built like Miles Garrett in this business. But it's way more than just Miles. Like it's Schwartzy, it's their three corners, it's the linebackers of Jeremiah Jeremiah Wuso Koromoa and how he attacks. It's just their mentality defensively. And then look, we'll see. Like Flacco's story is an incredible story. It's Cinderella. Like when is the shoe gonna drop? Because it's truly Cinderella at this moment. I gotta tell you. I got a weird feeling. I think Cleveland's going to Vegas. Well, I mean, it, it's, I, I think it's Cleveland or Buffalo. I don't know why, mm-hmm. right? Because Baltimore's amazing and the whole thing. You still got, you know, Kansas City looming. You, you know, you got teams around. But I got this weird feeling about the Browns. I don't know what it is. There's, maybe it's just something about the Joe Flacco story. It's almost like Nick Foles five years ago. Yes. It's yes, a little bit like Nick. Yes, yeah. Because nobody could have predicted that he could come in and do what he did. It's like he's on house money. He's got his – you see these pictures on Instagram. There's kids. They're all together. He's like Big Joe, Father Joe. And he's just like, football's fun again. It's just like there's – I don't know if he even feels the pressure. He's like, this was not expected. I never thought this could happen. I'm sitting on my couch, and here I am. Like, let's just go. Literally, I've never seen Joe smile and have this much fun anywhere in his career. You, you know, it's interesting too. Because uh, I, I just, you're right. I think it's like, it's like that second chance at life. People yeah. say that uh, yeah, after had, you have a heart attack or after right, you have like, like, like a near death experience. Yes, and, and then like, all of a sudden, ah oh, man, nothing worries me. Who cares? Yeah. Like life's a, like life's fun. Yeah. Why am I stressing over it? I, I, I kind of feel like Joe's like that. He's going to get Amari back healthy. Uh, and Joku's been incredible. Uh, the offense line is, is going to be as healthy as it's been. Like, he's going to get protection. Um, I, man, I, I, I feel like they can go in there and win this game, and then they could just – if they get that first win, they could really be dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I, I really do. Let me ask you real quick about Flacco, and we're trying to get Joe – on the show, we were, we've been going back and forth. Hopefully, there might be a chance this week. But um, I, I almost think it's like a Brady situation where when you're that old, mm-hmm. when you're like that old, I mean, when you're that veteran. Yeah, 16th year. Right? You're 38 years old. You've seen it all. Yeah. So, nothing nothing really is going to phase you because you, you – like you automatically, you can see the blitzes. You know everything. You have such a base of knowledge that the process time is like that. But if you even think about Joe's history, okay, like in his fifth year, he won a Super Bowl, okay? He never he never got a contract. He played his contract out. He bet on himself back in 2011. He bet on himself to go win a Super Bowl, and then he got paid because they had to pay him. He's a Super Bowl MVP. So, like, you just look at some of these things in Joe's history. And he got replaced by Lamar. Like, they had to make a, an organizational decision. And then, you know, once you get replaced like that, you're not going back. No. Okay? And then you're like, oh, you're at the Jets. You're at the Eagles. You're the stopgap guy. You know? And, like, you know, you're just sort of like, people just forget. I, I, it's amazing. I, I forgot he was in Philadelphia. Yeah. I forgot. I, it's so crazy to think that he was a backup holding a clipboard. Yeah. 
So, like, he's he, gone through all these places, and now he's in this spot where, you know, like, when his best year in Baltimore was when Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator. And this offense that's, that Stefanski's running is Kubiak's offense. Yeah. Like, when it's working, it's a beautiful symphony. Like, it all goes together. So he's got familiarity with the play-action passes, the timing, some of the routes that they run. He might be new with Amari and Njoku and stuff, but he had a real feel for the offense. And that one year they they lost to the, the Patriots in the playoffs. I mean, that offense, they were as dangerous as any team in the playoffs. They Look, Belichick had a great game that day. They knocked him out. But, you know, this is this, – this, this story, like I said, it's Cinderella – I don't know if the shoe's going to drop. I know. It's, it's weird. Look, we get to one game, and, and we're, we're going off on it. Uh, Saturday night, live from Arrowhead, Chiefs, oh, my God, and the Miami Dolphins. And what a game le- uh, on Sunday night, mm-hmm. which was uh, an incredible night at Joe Robbie. That was great football, man. I, it really was. Man, Bills, Dolphins, I mean, the punt return. A 96-yard punt return. Like, why is Deontay fielding the ball at the four-yard line? Yeah. And then he just he smoked it. Like, he, yeah. he was untouched. I mean, it was a difference in the game. It was a great defensive game. But I think everybody is going to sell the Dolphins short. Everybody. But if you put that track team on the field with Waddle, Mostert, H-Han, and Tyreek, and you, you can – Toronto Armstead still stays at left tackle. You put that track team on the field, they they can still scare the living daylights out of Kansas City. Because they can one mistake, one missed tackle, one misread on a play action from Tua, like you could be out of position and these guys can make they can be dancing. And the other issue is can the Chiefs offense keep up? I mean, that's going to be a big deal. It's a great story. I mean, yeah, this is why the NFL is amazing in the best reality show all the time. We always say that because you have Tyreek Hill, who left Kansas City, going back to Kansas City on a Saturday night in, in, in January yeah. at Arrowhead. I know. I know. I mean, the storylines write themselves. All those things. I mean, the Chiefs have been a mess uh, offensively. Defensively, they have carried them uh, for much of the season. Can they continue to do that? The Chiefs have lost in Arrowhead in the playoffs. The teams, you know, Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati's gone in there and won. Buffalo took them into overtime there. It's not like just because you're going to show up at Arrowhead on Saturday night. Like, they're going to play. Mike McDaniel will have a game plan. He, he ran this one play the other day, Cuz. I got to tell you. Like, I've never seen it. But it's, it's Tua reversing out and faking it like this. Okay? And the whole defense, he's not faking anybody. The back's going this way. Yeah. And then he's flipping it to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, ran it five like, times. They ran it yeah. five times for big yards before Buffalo ever stopped it. Yeah, like they just got on a play and they just they just pounded it. Like they'll have their play actions, their misdirections, their motions. Um, they'll find new plays that you've never seen before. Um, that Spags is like digging through right now. It, it's yeah, they're it's a gonna ta- It's going to tax them, but you're right. It, it's come down to what is this Chiefs offense going to look like? Because the bottom line is. Look, you, you know Miami's going to get. A, they're going to score. They're going to. They're going to stress. Can can Kansas City keep up? And I, I just, I but don't if, know. But if you look at like like Miami's playing all these backups on defense, but Eli Apple played good. Deshaun Elliott played good. You know, like uh, Manny Ogba played good. 
Andrew Vinkel, the, the ball bounced off his helmet yeah, yeah. when that, you know, yeah. Sherfield yeah, caught that Vinkel, touchdown yeah. pass. I yeah. mean, it was just that kind of a luck. You know, the ball just bounced, and he just he did a great job of keeping his feet in bounds. But that's just luck at that point. It's better to be lucky than good. Miami can, like, don't – that Vic Fangio can coach. He flat out can go. This is a great – two great defensive coordinators. I know. Playing chess out there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, now, what do you do if you're Kansas City, right? You want to attack their back end because mm-hmm. that's where they're most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, we've talked about the Chiefs receivers – Many, many times. We'll get into it a little bit later in the week. But how do you attack with those receivers? You're going to need someone mercifully to catch the football. Is it Kadarius Tony? Right? Is it Valdez Scantling, who has just had pizza board hands? The whole the, the I mean, Rishi Rice looks like the guy that Mahomes chose. I was going to get to. Like. I mean, Rishi yeah. looks like. You know, Mahomes is highly responsible for him even getting drafted. They started working out. The kid went to SMU, yeah. lives in Dallas. Mahomes lives in Dallas. Like, he was throwing it to him before the draft. And he was highly responsible for getting him drafted in the second round. All right? I mean, somebody would have drafted him in the second round. But, you know, Kansas City, too. And he's emerged. He's emerged as a legit, you know, option. We'll see if Kelsey can get back on track. Um, you know, it, 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 real quick, let me, let's talk about Kelsey for a second. Is... The Kelsey situation, just too much attention, too much, like, you know, doubling him and, and just taking him out of the game because there's no one else to, to, to kind of – I don't of see t- it that way. I, I just think, like, he's I – don't, I don't know if he's slowing down at all, um, but he doesn't look quite as explosive coming out of his breath. No, last year was the same situation. They had this, you know, basically the same guys on the outside, yeah. and he dominated. Yeah. Yeah, he, to your he, point. There's very few games that he's dominated this year. And so, you know, like he's always been the safety blanket on third down, red zones, when they needed to play, fourth down. It's always gone to Kelsey. And he doesn't quite seem like the, the – the, and, and people would always ask him, even last year, you know, when they win a Super Bowl, like how, how do you guys do this? How do you practice? They can't even explain the chemistry that they have with each other. And it hasn't been – ever since he got hurt, a pre, you know, before the first game of the season – like, I think he, he, he doesn't look like he's quite as explosive as he has been. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they need him, obviously. You need him bad. Uh, he knows it, too. So, he you knows. Know, he looks – he also looks stressed. Like, yeah. he look, you know, forget about all the, the Taylor Swift stuff and all that stuff. He, but he looks – like, you can see, man, he's frustrated visibly. Yeah. I mean, besides just the yeah. the helmet. No, I mean, it's, it, 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 it feels real. The frustration. All right, that's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Take Sunday. a big deep breath. All right. Get your rest. Holy moly. Good time to tell you about Factor. Yes. Factor.com. Look, here's the deal. We all want to eat well, right? We all make our, you know, New Year's resolutions. So do yourself a faith. Go to Factormeals.com. Two minutes. Heat and serve. These are dinners Right to your door. Now, do you like veggie? Are you you want to go vegan? You like protein? Like the meat over here? You go to factormeals.com, all right? And you could choose from all these different chef prepared, chef inspired dishes that are amazing. No hassle, no cleanup. Comes right to your door. Boom. You pop it in. They got snacks. They got breakfast. They got smoothies, lunch, you name it. 
This is where Factor Meals are incredible. Check out FactorMeals.com. Again, use the code ALLNFL. That gets you 50% off your first order. 50% off your first order. FactorMeals.com slash ALLNFL. A-L-L-N-F-L. And you're in business. Factor. All right? You just heat and enjoy. Two minutes. And you're you're going to keep your New Year's resolution. So check it out. All right. Uh, Sunday. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. So the Steelers get in, mm-hmm. all right, and these Bills are riding high. These Bills, man, Josh Allen throwing picks early. None of it matters because he's just a moose. Well, they put it on, you know, I mean, he looked, he, he literally, um, you know, his knuckles were bleeding last night, and he left it all on the field. He did. Um, I love him. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't care about the warts. I don't care about the picks. I, I loved. I love his compa- I love his competitive. You can just feel it. You just feel how hard he plays. Um, and you know every short yardage was him and scramble. And some of the reasons why he was scrambling and he threw that first interception is they were getting beat up front. They're getting like when they lose, they lost to Cincinnati. They lose games. Their offense line breaks down. They didn't. They didn't run the ball well last night, except for Josh. Uh, James Cook did not have a good game, mm. like he had been had having. That, he had that pass to Shane. Oh, went right his, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great throw by yeah. Josh. But they had their chances. Uh, you know, this is gonna this loss of T.J. Watt. You, you, I mean, this is a legitimate game changing player. Now they've got Alex Highsmith, they've got Marcus Golden, they've got Nick Herbig, they've got guys, but he was the difference in that defense. So he's not going to play. He's not going to be ready to play. So that's going to be a tremendous loss, and it's going to be a help to Buffalo. But you've got Cam Hayward, you've got you know Larry Ogunjobi, and you've got this Cano Benton. Like they've got to handle these guys up front. They got to run the ball better than they did the other night. And then Pittsburgh, like the whole emphasis this whole offseason was to fix the offensive line, and they look fixed because like they run the ball Jones well. Is good. Isaac Samalo is a Pro Bowl guard. Darnell Washington, they don't throw to him, that big rookie tight end, but he's a blocking son of a gun. Like, they're running the ball. Najee had his best game, um, you know, last week. And so, man, did he play? He, he played ran the ball. Wow. He played, he played great. And he was carrying bodies. Damn. And then, you know, and then the offense line has given Mason an extra tick to get the ball down the field, you know, to some of these guys. And so Pickens didn't have a big game, uh, but they were still able to, you know, to take care of business. So, I thought it was, yeah, it's, it's miserable weather. Yeah, hard, right? horrible. And, and listen, we said it that Baltimore, even though there was a lot of backups, right? That Huntley is no joke. No, and no. that weather was nasty, and they were playing to win the game. Oh, tough, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, they look. They won their last three games. Mike Tomlin made the big move to go to Mason Rudolph. The ride, like Pickett, was available. He was the backup. Mason Rudolph was is their guy. They're riding Rudolph right now. So does he revert back to a guy that, you know, can't be trusted under pressure? Um, I'm sure Vic Fangio wants to kind of test it. I think just because they're playing in Buffalo doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, they got beat there last year by Cincinnati, and they got beat in the trenches. And so when you when Buffalo loses, that's where that's what shows up. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But they start at home. It's going to be uh, they're they're another one poised to make a run. Yeah, like they feel like they have this kind of second life now. Look, I mean, look, Mike Tomlin. We we heard all the noise. I, I was hearing the noise this summer when I was in Latrobe that Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he doesn't have a losing record. But what's he done the postseason? They hadn't won a postseason game since 2016. He hears it. 
He knows it. The players know it. Now, it's it's not, you know, it's not Mason Rudolph's fault. You know, it's not Broderick Jones's fault. They're rook, you know, he's a rookie and you got a new quarterback. They have to establish their own identity. But they're gonna have the terrible towels that will be up there in Buffalo. They will find a way to get in the stadium. They'll they'll make their they always do. This could be a it's good it's a good football game. Like it's, it's a great like, football game. It's a great start yeah, for Sunday. Yeah, it is. I hope there's snow. That'd be too. I mean, I love that. That's all right. I mean, mean, Pittsburgh's played in the snow this year. Yeah. Well, especially since the uh, it then takes a track meet type of uh, turn because Sunday four thirty. Wow, let's go to Dallas, the Packers and the Cowboys. Well, you can't talk about the Packers and the Cowboys without looking at the history of these two teams. I know, dude. You have to. Like, you know, Troy Aikman and like, whoever's doing the game, whether it's, you know, I, I think it's a Fox game. So, you know, it's Greg Olson. Um, but, like, whoever, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to bring up the history going back to the Ice Bowl. Like, these two teams. There's just a history of playoffs between them. I played Green Bay in the playoffs one year back in 82. James Lofton and all these guys up in Green Bay. Like, James Lofton. Wow. So, so that, I mean, but that's neither here or there. Like this is I when I watch Dallas play right now, they look like a good football team. They look like a good team. Well, CD looks unstoppable. It, he, the offense goes through him. He has 135 catches. I mean, the guy is on a different planet. And you know when? So I was just I I, I had my buddy. We'll get him on during the draft, Daniel Jeremiah. I said, "What was your scout report on CD coming out of Oklahoma?" He said, "Well, you know, he 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 was big. He was big, unbelievably tough." Take anything over the middle, challenge anybody, and after the catch, forget it. Like that's what he's doing. Like you can't feed that guy enough. He never well, gets tired. That's the thing, he never. Gets, he he loves it. He talk about being busy and love being busy. He he loves all of it. Yet he still at the same time plays within the framework of the offense. Like it's not me, me. It's not. He's not that guy. But you get that guy the ball. He's lining up in the backfield. They're handing the ball off to him right I know. now. They're finding so many different ways. I love, like, I know it was Washington and, you know, some of these other games. But, man, that offense, Dak looked awesome. And they got the ball to well, But here's the thing, though. I mean, in fairness, they look so good at times. I know. Anyway, and then, I you know, know they, they spit the bit, yeah. right? Like, something happens and, you I know. know. Like, that's, that's who they are. But I feel like Dallas could make a run. But I feel like you can't count Jordan Love out and what Green Bay's doing. Like, this Aaron Jones right now, because he's, he's run for more yards than he's back in the league the last three weeks. He had another 100-plus yard day yeah, yesterday. Dylan was hurt yesterday, and again. Aaron Jones, like, yeah. first of all, he missed a month late in the season. His legs look unbelievably fresh. Yeah, they do. And I love the way LaFleur coaches the run game. I, I love it. Like, they do so many crazy wow, things. With Reed? With Jaden Reed? Well, okay. Like, I love with, with, with Reed and Wicks. I mean, all the receivers are No, great. no, but I mean, like, in the, utilizing the receivers in the run game. No doubt. He and uses tight ends. Yeah, you know. Like, the tight ends, the motions, the overloads. The way they crash? Oh, my God. I mean, they fit. They're, like, you know, you always talk about defense fitting the run. Well, yeah. The way they fit the run on offense, it is, I mean, it's really something to study. They are as diverse and how they run the ball, it might be Aaron Jones lining up eight yards deep, but the way that they're attacking, misdirection, tight ends, overloads, outside zone, they do a lot. And it's it's been a challenge for Dallas in games that they have lost, stopping good runners. I'm not saying that's going to be the difference, 
But Jordan Love has thrown seven touchdowns, no interceptions, his last three wins. Like, he's playing at the high, high level right now. He really is. Man. I mean, this he, could be he, two quarterbacks. Jordan Love. You're going to get Christian Watson. He'll be back. He'll be ready to play, who gives them another dynamic. By the way, man, those young receivers, it's funny because. They're not I, supposed to be doing what they're doing. No, and it's funny because I remember last year, you know, so much was made about the Roger story. Yeah. And, you know, how he wasn't hanging with the young guys right. and, you know, the whole thing. And and if you look at they seem to click now. They're like, you know what? Forget you, Aaron. Well, first of all, you know, forget about rookies or how young they are. They're, they're veterans right now, the way they're playing. Bo Melton came out of nowhere. Yeah. He's playing great. Um, this is a very – this is this could be – if you want offense and you – and I, I know both teams have defensive players and stars – uh, obviously, with Mike and everything they're doing defensively with the interceptions and whatnot, but this has a chance offensively to be like a real track meet. Oh. This could really open up. Oh my God! And by man. the way, the last time Aaron Jones went to Texas Stadium four years ago, the kid I, I know Aaron good. He's he's from Texas El Paso. He's a nine one five kid. All right, um, which is El Paso. No, if you remember when we loved him coming out of college, totally. But uh, you know, nobody has more touchdowns in the last six years than Aaron Jones. All right, um, and, at running back. All right, coming from that draft, whether it's McCaffrey or Fournette, whoever. Yeah. But the last time he went to play the Cowboys in 2019, he had four touchdown runs. You know, in the 60 plus year history of the Dallas Cowboys, nobody has ever gone in there and run for four touchdowns. Aaron Jones did it that day, and he said it. He said like it was a big deal coming back to Texas. Oh, I'm sure. Big deal coming back. You know, you you grew up in El Paso. You're a Cowboy fan. Oh my God. You grew up wanting to be a Cowboy. I got a question for you, and we'll get into this later in the week a little bit, but just to put this in the back of your mind, how much pressure is on McCarthy? A lot. And do and Dak. A lot. There's a lot of pressure. I, I, mean, I feel like of all the players, Mike's Mike's got pressure. First of all, it's his old team, you know, coming to town. So there's there's the Packer thing. There's Lombardi Drive there, Holmgren Drive. Um, he's won a Super Bowl there. Um, but there's a lot of pressure on Dak. I mean, whatever, if, whether he feels it, doesn't feel it. Like, I played for that organization. They He gets measured by what Aikman and Staubach did. It's yeah. never going to go away. Nah. And until he get breaks through, and until they make a run. He's Romo. Yep. Yeah. That's why I got the tattoo. He got the tattoo for it. You know, he talked about it. He did? Yeah, he got, he got that, that sleeve with all, or maybe it was on his leg. He got a huge, or maybe it was sleeve. Where you got all kind, you got Jordan. It was like a whole mindset, yeah, of the other thing. So you got this whole thing going on. Um, all right, we'll get to that. Man, the Sunday night game is the Saturday best night. game. Yeah, Sunday night. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's the best game. I, all these games are great, but the Sunday night game is just fabulous. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, let's talk about the game time app. We talk about all these games and all. If you live in any of these towns and you want tickets. Download the Game Time app, man. The Game Time app got you covered all the time. Now, the beauty of the Game Time app is that it gives you the vantage points, and you can actually see where you're going to sit and what it's going to look like. It's incredible. It's fast, easy, the best way to buy tickets for all your sports, all your music, you name it, theater. They got you covered. They got last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. You'll get the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're obsessed at game time 
finding ways to help you save money on tickets. All right. That's why it's a must see, like a must have on your phone, like your arsenal of apps. The game time app is, is that you could save an average of 18% savings with the zone deals. And you pick the section, game time picks the seats. They also will credit you up to 110% of the difference if you can in the same section and row. If you if you're paying more, they'll refund it for you. Do yourself a favor. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code All NFL. Twenty bucks off your purchase. That's right. Use that code All NFL. A L L NFL. You get twenty bucks off your uh, purchase. It's incredible. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Mm. All right, Sunday night. It is the matchup of matchups. Yes, Matt Stafford comes back to Detroit. First of all, it's the Lions on a home playoff game. Bless all you Detroit football fans, right? You finally got what you deserve. You got a good team. You're going to be playing at home, Ford Field, on a Sunday night. And they go, by the way, against Matt Stafford. I mean, you, you can't make this, this Hollywood story up. Detroit suffered a big loss on Sunday. Sam Laporta. Yes. This, this Sam Laporta loss. Oh, terrible. First of all, he was the second leading receiver to Monroe yeah. St. Brown. They called plays for him. He was a red zone weapon. He was excellent in the run game. Yes. He is. He, he was a real difficult guy to cover, no matter what you're trying to do. The loss of Laporta can't be undermined. Now, that's not going to – I'm not um, here to do gloom and doom. They can still run the ball. They got an excellent offensive line. Uh, I'm sure Jared Goff is going to see that coach on the other side. Uh, there can't be any love loss there. But you you have to erase all that. You you can't put that emotion into it. You got to execute your game plan. We felt like the Rams were as good as anybody at the end of the season. They sat their guys yesterday. Carson Wentz started. Stafford, Kyron Williams, those guys who could play a little bit and then left. Yeah. So they're they're, they're you know. They they did what they had to do. They they didn't care. Wentz looks like he looked like he was having fun playing. Yeah, he, he said that. I mean, it's yeah. good to get back and compete and yeah. be around the guys, being in a huddle. Um, you know, it, that's that's believe me. I don't care what age you are. That stuff doesn't leave you uh, very quickly. Especially when you've been out. You're out. Yeah, like, you've been out. You know. Like this was like he he hopes that his performance yesterday gets him back in, gets him onto a roster, yeah. and can start to rehabilitate him. Um, but regardless. And who knows uh, if anything would happen to Stafford in this game like he's going in. But uh, this this game, because the Rams, nobody saw this coming. They're, they're the team that's here that nobody wants to deal with, that nobody in August thought they could do this. Yeah. This is what a great front office, starting with Stan Kroenke, Les Snead, and a great coach and a great coaching staff, Raheem Morris on defense, can do. You could take young players, you grow them up, you – you hit, you strike absolute gold with Puka. You strike and gold. And Kyron Williams. And Kyron Williams and Steve Avila. You, your draft, I mean, you, they, like, they got to hit on their late round draft picks and their mid round draft picks because they don't have the first rounders. And so they've never had an, uh, a first rounder in their offensive line. Like, you got to go back 15 years before they had that. So they're used to it, but they draft well and then they develop well. What, what, you know what's interesting about Kyron Williams? He wasn't in this dynamic at Notre Dame. In college, he's man. He's durable. He's. he's I love right. the way he runs because he, he he's built just right. He's built low to the ground. Yeah. He's got a low center of gravity. He's extremely powerful. 
He's an excellent blocker uh, against the blitz. He's an excellent receiver out of the backfield. He's just a great football player. He just happens to be a running back. But he's a great player. He is. See, this game. Two, I mean, we've got, I'll, we I'll got great honest, running backs in this game. I'll be honest with you, right? I mean, I, and Jameer Gibbs and, and, and David Montgomery, I got you, you love. And, and that's what they're going to want to do. Detroit's going to want to just pound it. But I, I, Goff, who is the other person in this story, right? Like, we focus on Stafford coming back to Detroit. But here's Goff facing all those guys you talked about in the front office and coaching staff. This is a little requital for Jared Goff as well. Oh, I'm sure he's going to get asked about that in pregame warm-ups and, you know, during the week. And he really wants to deflect it. He doesn't want any part of that conversation. Like, he's happy in Detroit. And even, honestly, because last year during the draft, people were like, are, is Detroit going to draft Goff's replacement? You know, are they are they they're yeah, in position I, at two first-round yeah. picks? Maybe they'll take a quarterback. And they said Goff is our guy. And so, you know, quarterback – knows if the organization is behind or not behind. Every position knows that, but especially a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always know if they got your back or if they don't. Yeah. Like, this Dan Campbell's got his back. He's there. He's there entrenched as their starter. They're not looking to replace him. And he's just – he's the same guy. He's very steady. Just the same kid coming out of Cal. He's very steady. He's not going to wow you with Matt Stafford's arm, but he know, he's tough. He stays on his spot. He reads the defense. Like, he can digest a playbook. Like, he's just really good. He's just a really good player. He is good. He's good, man. He, the, the ball goes where he wants it to I, go. I, I feel bad for him because he gets crushed all the time. And and I, I agree with you. I, I go, they can you can win with well, Jared Well, think Goff. about it. He's been incredibly durable. Yeah. Okay, that's the first thing. Like, he's not hurt. He's not on the bench. He's not recovering. Like, he he's there in the offseason because he's healthy. And he can work with the young guys. Um, like, they've got a kid there in Jameson Williams, who was the first one-round pick last year, Alabama, ACL. Like, his speed, like, they have – every once in a while it flashes and they make a play. But he's just one of these guys, like, you just don't know if they're going to roll him out and just go over the top of the ramps with this kid. You just don't know. You know, he's, he's Deshaun Jackson, okay? He could be like Deshaun. Like, he can just change the game. Like you just don't know if that's going to come into effect in this game. Uh, I'll tell you, one thing that I fear from uh, Detroit's standpoint is that all this hype, right? Like your first playoff game back in the Lions. And, you know, that's been such a snake-bitten franchise. Yeah. And they drew the worst possible matchup. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I think the Rams are dangerous. But at the same time, I think Dan Campbell has just changed. I love him, yeah. But, you know, they, they, they played under the lights to open a season in Kansas City. And they said, what are they thinking about? They won 8 out of 10, but they said, who'd they play last year? They went to Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs week 18 last year. Like, they just keep knocking down these obstacles that have been in their way. And so this is the next obstacle, win a home playoff game. Yeah. It would be good. funny, though. Like, I mean, here, I mean, we're just talking out loud here, but – Stafford couldn't get him to the playoffs. As the, what if he comes in there and wins a playoff game at, at Ford Field? I know. I mean, for the Rams. I know. I, I, I can I be honest with you? I think the Rams are going to win. I do too. I do too. I, I just and I and actually like I have well, obviously we, we we don't root and all that stuff, but 
I, they just look dangerous just, to me. They, they, they do. Dangerous. And it would be almost hard. Like, I like story. Like, we were story guys. Like, we love stories. And I and I have a, you know, a, look, we're, we're Philadelphia. I'm born and raised Philadelphia. I, uh, I know that feeling, right? So I empathize. I've been in Detroit many times. Uh, last time when I was covering for the Post, you know, I sat down with Barry Sanders mm-hmm. and I did it. I spent two weeks out there looking at Barry back in the day. And, you know, I feel bad for these people. And to go out in the first round would just be- But really, I mean, you already said the word, though. I mean, the, 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 the title or the theme of this game is redemption. But yeah. it's redemption for both quarterbacks. I know. For Stafford coming back to Ford Field in Detroit and for Goff, who was given up for in, in Los Angeles, to be able to take them down. Like, yeah. it's a redemption story on but, both sides. But I always feel like, you know, justice, the side of justice <laughs> is on Detroit and Goff because Stafford won a Super Bowl, yeah. right? So, you know, I think it's, you know, justice says, Detroit gets a little love here, and Goff gets a little love. Mm. But, you know, look, both were the first pick in the draft. Both were drafted to change yeah. cultures and to win Super Bowls. Yeah. And maybe Staff, maybe Goff gets there. Maybe Stafford wins the second. And then we start putting him in the pantheon of great quarterbacks. Well, and then Sean McVay is in the pantheon. Because, if, if the, look, I think the Rams are dangerous, but at some point you're going to run into San Francisco – or Dallas, and okay. you go, all right, but, like, can you do that against the But I think, teams? you know, if you're a fan, like if you're an Eagle fan, you're like watching this offense just stuck in the mud that the Eagles have, and you're watching this game on Sunday night, and you're watching Ben Johnson here and Sean McVay, and you're looking at this creativity, and you're looking at how they beat man coverage or how they attack in the red zone, and you're looking at these plays, and you're looking at how they get executed, and you go, like if you're if you're one of these teams, Washington, Atlanta, you're, you're looking to fill a coaching void. You're like, we got to have that. We need that. This is what wins. Interesting. Uh, all right, here we go. This at the end of that weekend, we're like, oh my god! But there's another game. I love the Monday night game, uh, the Super Wild Card Monday Nighter, and this time you get Eagles and Buccaneers. We talked something about it yesterday. Uh, let's look at from a Tampa situation because we kind of detailed, and I'm sure we'll get into it more uh, about the Eagles, especially tomorrow, because tomorrow we'll begin some film study. Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into it. But from Tampa, uh, the, Baker Mayfield, how dangerous is Baker right now? Can Baker make so we can have redemption stories? Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield left for dead everywhere he went. Could Baker Mayfield win a playoff game? <laughs> that would be. Astonished. Well, he has he has gone at you know when he was at Cleveland they went to Pittsburgh and they won a playoff game. Now he I'm, wasn't. I'm the talking whole, about six, six, no, no, yeah. I understand. Yeah. But like you know, it wasn't all him. I mean, they yeah. things got away real quickly from Pittsburgh. But you know, I mean, Baker played with badly bruised ribs last week. But he's going into Carolina, who basically took him last year, and then they couldn't wait to get rid of him. So he, that was redemption last week. You know, now they just scored a touchdown, but they moved the ball. Um, Carolina played. They they had nothing to lose. They did some things that bothered. But this has been a great year for Baker. I think it's his best best year overall by far. Uh, most touchdown passes, certain things. He started basically through started and played every single snap this year for the most part. And um, look, Mike Evans is having another incredible season. The best one he's had in like five or six years. Baker threw him all those passes. 
the running game has been challenged for much of the year. So he's been working without that, although it has gotten a little bit better as the season's gone on. It's It's been a lot of Baker, you know, and all of a sudden these tight ends, you know, Kate Otten and some of these guys, like they're, they're sort of showing up. And some of these young guys, Trey Palmer, um, you know, he's getting the ball to his to the receivers. Well, uh, against an Eagles secondary, you're going to have plays. Like, you got you Evans, chances. you, you got Godwin, chances. and, you know, look, that's going to be interesting to see how that I works. Always, I've, look, I've always liked and admired Baker. Like, he was a walk-on at Texas Tech. He, you know, was never given anything. He walked on at Oklahoma. You know, like, never given anything. He had to earn a scholarship at Oklahoma. They didn't give him one when he got there. Like, he's just a kid from Austin, Texas that has fought for everything that he could get. Now, does he act too brash? Is he too, like, some, some of that stuff might be true, but, I mean, that's what quarterbacks have to do. But he has galvanized that team. The guys love him. They love playing with him. They love his fire. Uh, they love his preparation. He knows what his job is. Like, he's not, uh, he's, he's all in. Also, Temple Todd. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Now, now, half his staff is Temple guys. Right. And and I, I look at, at Todd and I go, you know, not for nothing, but pretty. I mean, I, I know the division was horrible, but, so you know, you went, lost Brady and you're back in the playoffs. Yeah, with a quarterback that everybody had given up on. Exactly. You know, and, and so uh, it's not like you had all these resources. They, they've. They've addressed the offense, uh, the defensive line, Kalijah Kansi and Diaby and some of these Logan Halls, these guys they've been drafting. Um, so they're rebuilding it. You know, uh, they had all those free agents that, you know, they basically were all in on Brady. So now you've got to, like, get the salary cap. They went out and got a new offense coordinator. He's doing a phenom- phenomenal job. Probably going to be a Canales. You know, like he, Dave is going to be a head coach. Oh, yeah. At some point, he might. Yeah. You know, like he's proven himself. Like it's it's good. It's 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 a good football town. They Raven James is a great place to see a game. Monday night, the, it'll be shining. You'll see. You know, Sap will be out there, and Derek Brooks and the greats of Tampa will be out there on the side. You'll see all of them. Ronnie Barber. Um, you know, whenever I go to do a Tampa game over the last few years, ever since Bruce Arians was there as head coach, Tom Moore is there. Tom Moore was Terry Bradshaw's. Coach in Pittsburgh. And and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's in coach Indianapolis. in Indianapolis and Ben Roethlisberger coach. And, you know, Tom's one of these. I, love, I love him, yeah. But, you know, you, see, you talked about veteran coaches. Yeah. Like, Tom Moore, oh, first of all, he always, if I'm down there in the field, he always comes up to me. But I, I Hey, Baldy. But it's, 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 it's a little bit like maybe we, maybe we talk some football. Maybe we talk history of the game. Maybe we talk something that's on Tom's mind. He's just one of those resources. That is, it's like going to your relative's house and you got that one uncle or grandfather, whoever, he's in that couch and you know you can sit next to him and you're going to be entertained. Yeah. You're just going to hear yeah. wisdom. Yeah. I, I, no, I, it, it's incredible. Um, Eagles, we talked a lot about yesterday, well, later in the week and tomorrow we'll do some film study with them. But uh, some interesting uh, coaching, uh, Wink Martindale mm-hmm. from yes. the Giants. Is has resigned. He, he resigned his post. Now, I mean, you need a DC. I mean, you need a DC and an OC, I think. But Wink Martindale. Well, I think Wink would love to be a chance to be a head coach. He's interviewed for head coaching jobs. Uh, he recognizes that, like, not every single year the, the right job could come available for him, but he would love the opportunity. So I think the timing is is such that now that these coaching searches have started. Can I, me and my agent put my name out there? Can I be considered? 
Now, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe some people might think Wink is too old. Who knows? Uh, I happen to have a great relationship with Wink, and I have a lot of respect for him, and I consult with him all the time about certain things. Um, but if the if he doesn't get if a he gift. doesn't like, I wouldn't hesitate very long to go get Wink Martindale. Now the issue is now I like him a lot, but the Eagles are driven by analytics on defense. That's not their style of those types of pressures. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe it might be a good fit. You know, if that if that job became available. But I know this. I don't think Wink will be unemployed very long. Yeah. Like, I hope he gets a, a head coaching opportunity because I know how, how much he'd like to – he'd like that chance. Um, but if it doesn't, like, I don't think he's going to be unemployed from a defensive uh, standpoint. You saw the problems he just gave the Eagles yesterday and some of the, you know, the second-half comeback that they had last year, the season where defensively they played great, got some chess pieces – uh, kind of built, uh, got a middle linebacker, got some young corners, you know, did some good things this year. All right. Well, man, this is incredible. All kinds of stuff. So uh, tomorrow, Meat Locker in the film room. We'll hit you with that. We'll do some studying. Yeah. All right. We'll have some guests. Listen, just enjoy this time, man, because soon it's going to be over. And then he'll be on the beach and I'll be crying. All right. I want my football. Don't forget. But we're going to keep going all off season. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. All right. You get Baldy and Cuz and the Meat Locker all direct to your phone right there. So, my brother, great see stuff. You, yep. All right. Good start. And then we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging, everybody. You're all silly like the mayor.